Welcome to the Word and Bible Study with Pastor Dan and the family. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. How many of you are ready to go to the Word of God with me? Amen. Me. Yeah, you guys ready? Me. Yes. Yes, we're doing first and second books of Peter today. Awesome. Yeah. So I hope you guys brought your Bibles with you. And I hope you're ready to dig into the Word of God with us, because here we go. Chapter number one. This letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in the provinces of Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bethania. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago, and his spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. So he's also writing to the church of the Tackets, and everybody else listen to this podcast, right guys? Right, right. Yeah, we're part of that. We've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's awesome. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. Because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, now we live with great expectation. And we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you. You guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah. You guys have an inheritance. It's beautiful. Pure and undefiled beyond the reach of change and decay and through your faith god is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation that is good guys right god is protecting us by his power amen so yeah we got to listen to him and walk in his ways but he's doing all the hard work which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see So be truly glad. There is a wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, It will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. That is so good, guys. I like Peter. He's giving us good words of encouragement. Yeah. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him. And you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterwards. They were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is all so wonderful 
that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. You guys know that? This is a, this is a good book, man. The angels are looking and paying attention to the salvation that's taking place on earth. Wow. Yeah. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. And remember that the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. That's why it's important what we do, guys. He will judge or reward us based on our actions. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which loses their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now, in these last days, he has been revealed for your sake. Through Christ, you have come to trust in God, and you have placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with your all your heart. For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. Wow, guys, that was just the first chapter, man. St. Peter's tearing it up. So good. Yeah, he knows exactly what we need to hear. So we're going to read chapter number two now. So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full expression of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple, He was rejected by people, but was chosen by God for great honor. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priest. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. As the scriptures say, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honor. And anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. 
Yes, you who trust in him, recognize the honor God has given him. But for those who reject him, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. And he is the stone that makes people stumble and the rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they do not obey God's word. That's important, guys. We need to obey God's word, right? Right. We don't want to stumble. It's, It's important. And so they meet the fate that was planned for them. But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. A holy nation. God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people. Now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy. Now you have received God's mercy. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. For the Lord's sake, submit to all human authority, whether the king is the head of the state or the officials he has appointed. For the king has sent them to punish those who do wrong and to honor those who do right. It is God's will that your honorable life should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you. For you are free, yet you are God's slaves. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. Respect everyone and love the family of believers. Fear God and respect the king. You who are slaves must submit to your masters with all respect. Do what they tell you, not only if they are kind and reasonable, but even if they are cruel. For God is pleased when conscious of his will, you patiently endure unjust treatment. Of course, you get no credit for being patient if you are beaten for doing wrong. But if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example and you must follow in his steps. He never sinned nor ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threatened revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross, so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds you are healed. Once you were like sheep, wandered away but now you have turned to your shepherd the guardian of your souls very good guys chapter number three and this chapter he's talking right to you mom this part is to the wives in the same way you wives must accept the authority of your husband then 
Even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Very good. Don't be concerned about outward beauty or fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You hear that, Mom? I do. No more buying shoes. No more buying expensive clothes. <laughs> Thank the Lord who gives them. I know. God has been so good to us, guys. We got fancy clothes, and they've been given to us. That's right. I, I yeah. don't do it. Thank yes, he still loves do. us. Just like Solomon, he clothes us better right. than the flowers in the field. Right. Yes, he's a good father. You should clothe yourselves instead with beauty that comes from within. The fading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husband. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband, Abraham, and called him her master. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husband might do. In the same way, uh-oh, now he's talking to me, guys. Now he's talking to me, and he's talking to future Saul and Victor when you guys get married. You ready to listen? Yeah. Here he goes. In the same way, you husbands give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of a new life. So treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. You hear that? Yeah. If you're mean to your wife, God's not going to listen to your prayers. They're going to be hindered, it says. I guess it doesn't say he's not going to listen. But they'll be hindered. So you better treat your wife right. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, because she is your partner in God's gift of a new life. That means you guys are going to share in your glorious new life in heaven together. That's amazing. Finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. You know what that means, guys? Don't pay evil people. Don't uh, watch <laughs> evil stuff. No, you That don't. means if your brother's mean to you, don't be mean back. Right? Like that saying, yeah. two rights don't make a ro- two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> yeah. If you're if your brother's mean to you, if you're mean back, now you're both bad. You show him how to But act. if your brother's mean to you and you forgive him, right. then you're good, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do. And he will grant you his blessings. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Man, that was good, guys. How important is it to watch over our tongue? So important. Yeah, don't tell lies. Be good. For God 
turns his ears to the prayers of those who do right. Amen. So when we pray for things, we want God to answer it, right? We're having yep, favor yep. with yeah. God when we do things right, and he so wants to bless us. we got to make sure we're doing good so that he will listen to our prayers. Amen. Now, who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then, if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good, if that is what God wants, than to suffer for doing wrong. Christ suffered for our sins once for all time, and he never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. So he went and preached to the spirits in prison. Those who disobeyed God long ago when God waited patiently while Noah was building the boat. Only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. And the water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you, not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now Christ has gone to heaven. He is seated in the place of honor next to God and all the angels and authorities and power accept his authority. That's awesome, guys. And now we work in that, that same authority of Christ. Isn't that cool? Right. Because right. if we're filled with the Holy Ghost, then he's given us the authority that he has. So that's over all the angels and all the powers and heavenly places and all the evil powers on earth. We have authority over them. All right. Chapter number four, boys. So then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourself with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. You have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy. Their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties, and their terrible worship of idols. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into these flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. But remember that they will have to face God who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. That is why the good news is preached to those who are now dead. So although they were destined to die like all people, they now live forever with God in the Spirit. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most importantly of all, 
continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sin. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have a gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Wow, that's powerful. Do you have a gift of healing others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through, as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering, so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to the whole world. If you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed for the glorious Spirit of God rests upon you. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs. But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by His name. For the time has come for judgment, and it must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits those who have never obeyed God's good news? And also, if the righteous are barely saved, what will happen to godless sinners? So if you are suffering in the manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you that is so good guys what a good god we serve aren't you guys happy that we serve a good god who blesses us when we've been treated wrong and who takes care of us when we need him yeah man he is a good god all right chapter number five and now a word to you elders in the churches i too am an elder and a witness to the suffering of christ And I, too, will share in his glory when he is revealed to the whole world. As a fellow elder, I appeal to you, care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly and not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honor. In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you, dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. Guys, that is exactly good advice for us and you guys, right? Yes. Yeah, I I, I don't want to lord it over you guys. I'm your dad. I want you guys to do things out of love, and I want to do things for you out of love. And you guys have to accept our authority, so that way things that are good will happen to you as well, right? Yes. Amen. Amen. For God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, 
and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. That is so good, guys. God cares about you. Your worries, the things that you want, all your cares and desires, God cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Man, aren't you guys glad that we know someone who can close the mouth of lions? Amen. Yeah. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God has called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. I have written and sent this short letter to you with help of Silas, whom I commended to you as a faithful brother. My purpose in writing is to encourage you and ensure you that what you are experiencing is truly part of God's grace for you. Stand firm in this grace. Your sister church here in Babylon sends you greetings, and so does my son Mark. Greet each other with a kiss of love. Peace be with you all who are in Christ. Hey, Saul, that does not mean you can kiss every girl you meet. Mm, Can I? He said, greet each other with a kiss of love. But you better keep those lips to yourself until you're old enough to date. (laughs) He already has a girlfriend. Uh Uh-oh. All right, here we go, guys. Second Peter. That was the end of First Peter, guys. Awesome. We got through that whole book. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we're moving into Second Peter, chapter number one. For this letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his miraculous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape this world's corruption caused by human desires. That's amazing, guys. That was what someone was telling me the other day, that that's the biggest thing that proves that Jesus is real, is that everything in life goes from order to chaos. But every time we see somebody's life gets better, that is an example of Jesus in their life. And that's what this Bible is saying right here. That because of his divine nature, we escape this world's corruption. We We should continue to get worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Victor, with his disability, it should get worse. But it's been getting better, right, Vic? Amen. Tell everybody about how it's been getting better. Has your arm been doing better? Yes. Yeah. Come on, testify. (laughs) So let's keep going. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. 
Supplement your faith with the generous provisions of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection or love, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from all their old sins. That is very good, guys. So if we don't grow to the point that we love everybody, it's because we haven't fully been forgiven and cleansed of our old sins. But when we get to that point that we realize that God has set us free, then we're free to love and show people Christ. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. For God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Is that what you guys want? Yeah, I don't want to show up in heaven by the skin of my teeth. I want to walk in with a grand entrance because we lived a life that was glorifying Jesus, right? Right. That's awesome. And he tells us that's how we do it. We continue to grow in our knowledge and in love, and then we will never fall away, right? Right. You guys aren't going to turn 13 and start doing stupid things, right? Hope not. No, we're going to stick to the word of God. We're going to keep right. it a part of our life. We're going to pray. Bolder. We're going to fight off the devil, right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. We're confident in him. Therefore, I will always remind you about these things, even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth you have been taught. It is only right that I should keep on reminding you as long as I live. For our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon leave this earthly life. So I will work hard to make sure you always remember these things after I'm gone. That is my prayer to you boys. I'm going to continue to work hard. I'm going to stay here and help show you guys the right way until I die. And I'm going to do such a good job that you'll never forget it, right? Amen. Yeah. And you guys are going to do that for your kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For we were not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes when he received honor and glory from God the Father. The voice from the majestic glory of God said to him, This is my dearly beloved Son who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets You must pay close attention to what they wrote, for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns, and Christ, the morning star, shines in your hearts. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, these prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit, and they spoke from God. He's talking about the whole Bible, guys. They didn't just make up these clever stories. God told them what to write in the Bible, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why we pay it so much respect, because we know it's God speaking to us. 
chapter number two, guys. But there are also false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them. In this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Many will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality. And because of these teachers, the way of truth will be slandered. In their greed, they will make up clever lies to get hold of your money. But God condemned them long ago, and their destruction will not be delayed. For God did not spare even the angels who sinned. He threw them into hell, in gloomy pits of darkness, where they are being held until the day of judgment. And God did not spare the ancient world, except for Noah and the seven others in his family. Noah warned the world of God's righteous judgment. So God protected Noah when he destroyed the world of ungodly people with a vast flood. Later, God condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and turned them into heaps of ashes. He made them an example of what will happen to ungodly people. But God also rescued Lot out of Sodom because he was a righteous man who was sick of the shameful immorality of the wicked people around him. Yes, Lot was a righteous man who was tormented in his soul by the wickedness he saw and heard day after day. Kind of feels like us sometimes. Yep. Right. So you see, the Lord knows how to rescue godly people from their trials, even while keeping the wicked under punishment until the day of final judgment. He is especially hard on those who follow their own twisted sexual desires and who despise authority. These people are proud and arrogant, daring even to scoff at supernatural beings without so much as trembling. But the angels, who are far greater in power and strength, do not dare to bring from the Lord a charge of blasphemy against those supernatural beings. These false teachers are like unthinking animals, creatures of instinct, born to be caught and destroyed. They scoff at things they do not understand and are like animals. They will be destroyed. Their destruction is their reward for the harm they have done. They love to indulge in evil pleasures and broad daylight. They are a disgrace and a stain among you. They delight in deception, even as they eat with you in your fellowship meals. They commit adultery with their eyes, and their desires for sin is never satisfied. They lure unstable people into sin, and they are well trained in greed. They live under God's curse. They have wandered off the right road and followed the footsteps of Balaam, son of Boar who loved to earn money by doing wrong. But Balaam was stopped from his mad course when his donkey rebuked him with a human voice. You guys hear that? Yeah. His donkey talked to him. Yeah, because yeah, that's what God can do. He can do anything. These people are as useless as dried up springs or as mist blown away by the wind. They are doomed to blackest darkness. They brag about themselves with empty, foolish boasting. With an appeal to twisted sexual desires, they lure back into sin those who are barely escaped from a lifestyle of deception. 
They promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of sin and corruption. For you are a slave to whatever controls you. And when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, they are worse off than before. It would be better if they had never known the way to righteousness than to know it and then reject the command that they were given to live a holy life. They prove the truth of the proverb, a dog returns to its own vomit. And another says, a washed pig returns to the mud. Wow, that's very good, guys. We don't want to be like that, right? Yeah. Once Jesus has saved us and set us on the right path, we want to make sure we continue on that path. That's right. That's very good. All right, the final chapter in 2 Peter, guys. Chapter number three. This is my second letter to you, dear friends. And in both of them, I have tried to stimulate your wholesome thinking and refresh your memory. I want you to remember what the holy prophets said long ago and what our Lord and Savior commanded through your apostles. Most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. They deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago by the word of his command, and he brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it with water. Then he used the water to destroy the ancient world, with a mighty flood and by the same word the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire they are being kept for a day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed but you must not forget this one thing dear friends a day is like a thousand years to the lord and a thousand years is like a day the lord isn't being slow about his promise as some people think you hear this guys they're, they're telling us why Jesus hasn't come back yet, right? Yep. You ready to hear why? Mm-hmm. Here he goes. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. So why hasn't Jesus come back, guys? Because he wants to so, yeah. yeah, he wants us to repent. Mom, you're the smartest. Because he wants everyone to repent, guys. He wants the whole world to be saved, right? Yeah. So if we hurry up and we get the whole world saved, Jesus will come back. We can go to heaven. We should be ministering to everyone, everywhere, all times. That's my goal. Amen. But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire. And the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives we should live, looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to a new heavens and a new earth he has promised a world filled with God's righteousness. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives 
that are pure and blameless in his sight. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom God gave him, speaking of these things in all of his letters. Some of his commands are hard to understand, and those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of Scripture, and this will result in their destruction. You already know these things, dear friends, so be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the efforts of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Savior, Jesus Christ. All glory to him, both now and forever. Amen, guys. We finished both books of Peter, guys. Nice. Yes. That was good. Yes, and we are getting really close to the end of this New Testament. I am so excited, guys. I hope everybody following along is just as excited. Because you guys have all finished the New Testament with us when we get there. Yeah. So let's go to the Lord in prayer today, guys. Bow your head, close your eyes, pray along with us, even everyone listening online. The Lord's going to hear our prayer together. Dear Lord Jesus, we worship you today, God. We praise you for everything that you do, Lord, for continuing the work that you've set out in our lives, God, that you will make everybody listening to this Bible study closer to you, God, that you will help create them a new creature in you, God to be like you and to reflect your love to this world, Lord, that we can show everyone around us the brotherly affection and love that comes only from you, God. We worship you and praise you for the work you're doing in our lives and in everyone's lives that we get to touch. We worship you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And until next time, may God be with you in Jesus' name. Because we won't.